everybody, welcome back to The Risen. Uh, today we have a new guest for Wednesday night. We're going to be breaking out of our uh, walk through James. We're going to be visiting Philippians. And tonight I am joined by my roommate, uh, Jeffrey. So he's going to read Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 18. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambitions, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. Well, I have more than mine. That's good. So, uh... Philippians 1, um, basically, um, you know, paint the picture, Paul is in Philippi, he's visiting a church there, um, he's preaching the gospel and stuff, and he gets, well, okay, so he, he, right before he gets imprisoned, he gets imprisoned because, you can read this in Acts, he drives out the devil, or not the devil, but some demons from a woman who is fortune-telling for these, these men, so these men are mad because they lost their business, and so they convince people to get them imprisoned, so... Paul's in jail for that. Um, this is also where the they sing the hymns and the jail breaks open and everything. But all that all that is in, is in Acts. But that's why they're in Philippi. But so he's in jail and he's writing to the church of Philippi, who's been established, and they're all worried for him. But he's basically saying, "Hey, like, don't worry because in the end, um, this has been good. This has been um, an advancement of the gospel. These are people that I would not have reached had I not been put into this situation." Yeah, so on top of that, I think the biggest thing that you get out of 12 is Paul's focus on his circumstance. It's not uh, a view of sorrow, it's more of a view of opportunity, which I think is something that we could really learn from just one verse, as verse 12. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's always opportunities, and if Paul can do it in jail, we can do it in the line at Walmart. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of hits hard, but it's true. Yeah. Like. So, um, and that's just something like through hard times, um, or the good times, you know, God can always advance his kingdom. Um, and I think that's really big because I feel like, you know, one thing that always amazes me is when you look at like a plant that's like grown through concrete or something, you know, like how the heck kind of this little plant that I can, you know, bend and break at will bust through concrete. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but like in the same way, like we have a gospel that is, that has stood the test of time, that has stood so many people criticizing it and trying to tear it down, and yet we don't even think it can penetrate one person's heart. Yeah, so just kind of like the plant, Paul is, the big thing that shows, or allows Paul to reach his people is his diligent in his arrest. He, he maintains to be diligent. And um, it's just surprising to me that, like you said, we could be walking in Walmart, but we don't say anything. Paul is chained to a prosecutor of his and decides to share the gospel. 
and as a non-believer, as one of the guards, to know that this guy has been arrested for mm. exactly what he's doing, is like, well, maybe I should really check this out. Yeah. Because he maintains to be faithful and fearless. Yep. And it kind of, like, it, it comes back to, like, something that, mm, I don't remember if I did it on Sunday or if me and Caitlin had done it recently on Wednesday, but um, having no bias towards you to share the gospel to. Mm-hmm. Like, these guards have probably not been very nice to Paul. They've probably um, mistreated him and stuff. And obviously, at, at least they're the ones who locked him in chains. Whether or not, like, they've done, you know, mistreated him. Like, they've, they're the ones who locked him in chains. And so, like, most people, I think, wouldn't even consider sharing the gospel with... You know, people share the gospel with a doctor after they come out of a surgery that saved their life or something because they're like, oh, this is a good person. They deserve to know. But, like, the fact that he's going to these guards and sharing with them, that just shows that the gospel has no bias and we shouldn't either when it comes to sharing it with whoever. Yeah. Um, I think it's just goes back to how he starts to explain in like verses 16 and 17 about how some will preach or share in love and that's what he's focusing on yeah rather than his own selfish ambitions and his own like how they affect him personally he's not once again he's not focusing on himself yeah so and uh you know then it goes on to say verse 14 um you know he's in prison he's still preaching the gospel whatnot and so that brings confidence to other people like Mm -hmm. the like you're talking about that diligence, that steadfastness, that like that encourages people to demonstrate the same mm-hmm. in their lives. Yeah, because at the point of having somebody arrested, what excuse can you have? With all the freedom you have, all like us nowadays to make it more practical. Yeah. College students, what else do we have to worry about besides homework, test? We got. Pretty, like a lot of time to share even True. within those True. but Paul while he's in chains the only thing he focuses on is being able to share the gospel and yeah. yes he made that his life's purpose but still even as somebody who focuses this much on evangelism to be able to do it in one of the supposed to be lowest parts in your life yeah, is one thing that can really encourage non-believers and believers yeah that's like I don't know, this is something you see all throughout Paul's ministries, like times where we would be like, oh, that should be a lowly moment. Like that's when he uh, moves the most. And that's when he does the most of his work. Like it's really cool to see the way that he takes those times of weakness and whatnot and, and, and uses them for greater uh, greater things. Mm-hmm. Just continues to run his race, as he says. Yeah, <laughs> yep. So moving down to verse 15, um, it talks about how there's kind of these people that are coming up and preaching, like, in rivalry. Like, they're preaching in a, to try to, like, upset him or hurt him or whatever. And, you know, later he says, like, I don't really care. Because in the end, like, the gospel's getting shared. That's what matters. Yeah. I mean, so. that just goes back to selfish ambitions they want to be known as the great evangelist while Paul on the other hand he doesn't focus on himself at all he focuses on Christ and what he's doing for Christ in any situation because Paul used to be a persecutor of Christians yeah so he sees himself as the lowest of lows which is 
pretty crazy because to be one of the main people who write the New Testament and to be one of the best evangelists evangelists that we know of is pretty insane that throughout the entire time he's humble and personally when I do do something sometimes it's like hey that was pretty cool Jeffrey but in reality we all should be like that wasn't me at all and that's yeah. what that's one of the big things that Paul always focuses on is how it's not him who does the work He's just a warm body that lets God speak through him. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. And and that humility comes in being able to share with the guards and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. if he was a prideful guy, like you wouldn't. Um, and that's like huge. Also, like just sharing the gospel in general, like takes mm-hmm. a lot of humility. Yeah. Um, to not have bias to share with anyone. To, um, it's just to, it's. Yeah, that's one of the amazing things about Paul. I think that's what makes him one of the greatest. Uh missionaries ever is just humility in the end yeah. um, so you know I mean I guess just wrapping up you know verse 18 he's talking about those people who are, who are speaking out about it he's like so what as long as the gospel is getting advanced like I don't necessarily think that's a position we should take nowadays mm-hmm. like people are doing it like wrong we should be like hey because um, we see that a lot nowadays we see groups who claim Christianity who come up and are doing just bad things and they're claiming it to be a, of God. Yeah. And uh, that's something that we need to watch out for. And just, like, in the end, like, yeah, some ways it could be. If someone's, like, sharing the gospel on their Facebook and they're trying to mock it, but they don't really, like, they're just sharing the gospel. Like, I don't necessarily see that as bad because, like, the gospel's getting shared. But if they're, like, using it to, like, diss God, then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you need to probably say something there and not just be like, oh, it's the gospel. Yeah, it comes down to the morals that the people show while they're supposed to be sharing yeah. the gospel. And like yeah. hypocrisy, if that's any in there, if it's any false teachings, like, yeah, if they do it to glorify themselves, not everybody's going to see it as that. Some yep. people are going to look at it for what it really and is just, supposed to be. Yeah. And that's what's important. Yeah, that's what Paul's kind of talking about. Is like they're doing it to try to upset Paul. They're doing it in like, but obviously the way that they're doing it, it's more of like a, hey, Paul got in trouble for doing this. Mm-hmm. So if we do this, like we learned it from Paul, it's gonna get Paul in more trouble. Yeah, is how we is. I think that's how we most people believe this was happening, um, and so they're like it doesn't look like false teaching because mm-hmm. they're just preaching the gospel with the intent of if they get questioned they'll be like oh well Paul taught us yeah. to try to get Paul in more trouble. So Paul's mm-hmm. like I don't really care because it's not like a bad preaching of the gospel. It's like I mean it's not good motivation, but it's still mm-hmm. coming out how it should. It's still um, the gospel that can save. They use them as the scapegoat for the consequences. That's yeah. about really what it is. But he didn't care. He's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm already in here anyway, right? Yeah. So, um, I think, yeah, that's that's pretty much it right there. So we'll go ahead and wrap up. I'll pray real quick, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. So, uh, dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time you've given us to gather here to look into your word. I pray that as you have moved your your knowledge and wisdom through. Me and Jeffrey today, I pray that you move it through those who listen. Um, just use us to be vessels of your word, um, spreaders of your gospel, no matter what situation we're in. Even if we see it as a negative one, let us remember that your kingdom can always advance through our situations. And often through those negative situations, it can advance greater into those that we would never uh, be able to bring it to in the first place.